Let y'all know. Yeah, we have a special guest. You mean the thunder? Yes. Our special guest today is a severe thunderstorm that's happening right now. <laughs> in... uh, so you you may hear it chime in as a little bit of yeah. a buzzing from the microphone, but yeah. we'll try to keep that down to a minimum. Yeah, think of it as white noise. Yeah. So thanks again, everybody again for joining us and listening. We're glad you're all here. Uh, and still with us <laughs> anyway yeah i'm still here. <laughs> yeah you're still here <laughs> thanks pam barely i'm hi hi Pam's i in the am green. I'm remote i'm in the whereby machine yeah she's in the whereby machine and in according to the forecast maps it's green for her it's bright and sunny yellow for us so yeah that's not, that's not, uh, no, Edwin is sarcastic for those that don't know. Yes. <laughs> is the and music supposed to still be going this loud? Oh, Angela's on the wrong thing. I am. All right, there we go. Oh, so I was still hearing the music and everybody else wasn't. Exactly. You're, uh, something happened with the, with the mixer. Sorry. <laughs> he gave the ADHD one a distraction. Yes. Anyways. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So Edwin. Yes. You saw a thing and you wanted to give a public reminder of something? What? Yes. Apparently someone got gorged by a bison. So here's a friendly public service announcement and reminder for everybody who happens to be in areas, especially in Minnesota, that have bison. Right? Oh, the Don't fluffy cows. Don't pet the bison. Do not approach the, the fluffy bison. cows. Do not approach the fluffy cows. It is their, it, they are in mating season right now, and they get very angry. And territorial. And territorial. So, remember, in our neck of the woods, we have fluffy animals that look very, very cute. They are not cute when they get mad. So, <laughs> don't be fooled by the by the by the big fluffy teddy bear. No. You know, it's a constant reminder that you may feel like you are Snow White, or you may feel like, I don't know, you can talk to animals. Animals are cute, by the way. I love, I love animals. Yeah, just... But sometimes it's best to appreciate them in a, in, from a distance. Yeah, 25 to 50 feet away. And, and <laughs> as, as we have a, we have a mug that says this. Do not take selfies with the fluffy cows. Um, also, you know, I know there's this video going around where it's like, this is how you call a squirrel over to you. And it'll come over to you and be all curious and, and you could probably feed it. Do not do that. If a squirrel bites you, it's bad news. Yes. And they are wild. They are still wild animals, as cute as they may yeah. be and as friendly as you may get with them. They are still wild animals. And really, you should not be making friends with squirrels because yeah. that causes problems. Raccoons aren't pets. Is the hey Edwin? The article that you pulled is this from Minnesota, or is it, or did it happen somewhere else? The article, I don't know. Yeah. I just heard this that someone okay. got gored. <laughs> so it's just this public service because, reminder: yeah, I, just don't approach. Yeah, 
cows, and, fluffy ones. And do not try to help the baby animals because they're, it, they're, uh, their parent animals are watching them and protecting them. And if you help them, you may cause issues. Yeah. And don't feed ducks bread. Don't yeah, do that. So, yes. Or rice. Don't feed them rice because that's... Yeah, they like seeds. I learned they're that birds. the hard way. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Yeah, just remember to to be aware of animals and their needs and just try not to domesticate the wild animals because that causes issues. Yeah. Anyways, that said, I I do want to let those that live in the state of Minnesota, you could see there are areas where you could see bison. Yes. From a distance, of course. Yep. I do know one of the state parks. I think Minneopa has a Minneopa has like, one like yep. a bison reservation. I think. Yep, and so does Blue Mountain State Park. So, so for yes. those that want to see bison, go to there. But please keep, keep your, distance. your distance. Keep your distance. If you want to take a selfie with the fluffy cows, keep. make sure you're at least thirty feet away. So if they start, you can at least try to hide. Yes. <laughs> try <laughs> yes they run faster than you think oh yes they do and so yeah give them plenty of room give them no reason to to think you're trying to hit on their uh yeah yeah don't don't make them think you're giving their their uh prospective uh others you know the <laughs> look they yeah, they're territorial. Which they remind, don't like it. Which reminds me of one thing, right? Yeah. I give kudos to the Native American tribes out there because they are pretty, pretty. Uh, how do I say this? Like, uh, I don't want to say bad. <laughs> they know their stuff. They know their stuff. No, they know their stuff. They're, 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 they're like the origin, they're, they're the OGs, right? Which I give, I give them big props to. They are boss. They're boss, right? Because remember, they were here before we were, and they were like pretty much, you know, they, like running with the buffalo as it were. Yeah, so. they, yeah, they, they know them. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Onward. Hey Pam, speaking of, of parks and stuff, where you where you been going? Oh to parks and stuff. Um, <laughs> parks and stuff. You know, I've been I've been uh trying to spend as much time outside as possible because you know, living in Minnesota you get kinda cooped up inside for yep. what? Half the year. Nine months. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. So I'm just trying to take into account it's a lovely weather outside. Granted, it is really hot right now. Um, and a little sun right this minute. But. Yeah. And people and people over in California, Phoenix, and Vegas is like saying, hold my drink. Hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so. so, but yeah, but um, I was able to snag a good, a bike. Uh, I was like... A bargain sale. Ooh, oh, nice! And I'm trying to get back. I'm trying. Well, I'm trying to get into biking. Awesome. And yeah, so um, I try to do it every day 
Um, Good. Granted, I'm not able to do it today because of recording and of weather. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, my my thighs are sore, but it's <laughs> a good kind of sore, you know. I don't know. Do you have the costume? Are you wearing the costume? What? Are you wearing the costume? I'm not decked out yet. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> you're, not wearing, you're not wearing the costume yet. That's although, that's for future uh, Pam. <laughs> although although uh, with the bike. Yeah. And it, it could be just me not being used to riding bike bicycles yet but the seat can get quite uncomfortable after riding it for a time so i am thinking of either like investing in a better bike seat or uh, those bike sh- shorts bike shorts are better they have the cushioning but, exactly yeah, where you need it yeah bike shorts are better plus it's cheaper to re i think it's yeah. usually cheaper to replace bike shorts than seats yeah my mic is going off okay, okay. so um, because there's lightning outside yeah um, yeah, bike shorts are better. Take it from me. Um, and there's, I can only call it what it is, because that's what they call it in in the cycling world. It's called tank butter. <laughs> oh, okay. Name of an actual product. And yeah, there's you, you can you can go over to like cycling shops and you know what the, the heck you're talking about. But it's it saved. It saved me, as it were, when I did my. There was a, there was a time in my life where around 2005, I went. I biked over 2,000 miles in a single summer. And Ooh. yeah, so I've got and hey, people who don't believe me, I have the pictures to prove it, including my cat eye cycle computer. <laughs> so, um, but. It's biking shorts. It prevents chafing and it prevents burning and also prevents like, like a bunch of the different things. And it actually, it soothes the places where you hurt, especially with a, with a, with a seat. So those are like the the two things. Saddle sore. Yeah. So it's, those are the two things that I would highly recommend. It does make a difference. And, um, once in a while, especially when you're biking you know you know stand on the pedals um from time to time yeah so that's always a good thing but you know you always watch like right now i'm watching the tour de france and i just you know i'm amazed that like man those guys must be really freaking sore for over a hundred mile ride so oh yeah and i'm still trying to build up my endurance Mm -hmm. with biking because i where I live, I live near a couple of lakes, and it's sure. Um, each lake is about like, like almost two and a half mile around each yep. lake. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little bit of an incline on each of them. Sure. And of course, I struggle with those, but yep. it's that whole. Once you complete, like the trail, it's, yep. You you find a sense of achieve achievement unlocked. Yes, kind of <laughs> it is. It doesn't like. The first trail I ever hit was um, was the Cannon Falls Trail, Cannon River Trail, mm. and it's about forty miles, uh, forty miles towards Red Wing and back from Cannon Falls. Okay. And for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, it's just a it's a town in in southeast Minnesota. It's not too far from the Twin Cities. It's a forty mile trek, right? And 
that was the first trail I ever rode, and that w- that felt like achievement unlocked, and <laughs> it's a pretty it's a pretty good starter trail too because it's fairly flat. So, I mean, granted, I mean, I I like one when I bike from my place down to the trail and then back. Mm-hmm. It's only about three point three miles. That's pretty good. And. Yeah. I mean, and you have to take into account that I'm not yet ready for, yeah. like, the 40-mile trail yet. Yeah. But I'm I'm slowly getting there. I even biked uh, when I went camping at Itasca State Park. Yeah. I mean, there was a trail that was, like, 10, that was like 10 miles. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good trail, by the way. I've, I've, I've seen pictures of that trail. It goes a no, lot. But that, it goes like around the like like the two lakes, isn't it? What I wish, yeah. what I wish that certain parks can do is a uh, like grade the trail, like like it like how steep of how many inclines are there? They do are that. There hills, do they? Because yeah. I I I don't see it. All trails. There's a app called All Trails that sort of give you that. Like it's it's uh it's um. It's an app, and it's it's pretty much like crowdsourcing. And some of the crowds, the the people who who go on those trails will tell you, like, don't try this if you're a beginner, or this is fairly flat, or something like that. You know? What's it called? All trails. All trails? Yeah. So, and there's books. I remember when I first when I did my two thousand miler, I actually got a book. And that will tell oh, you. Okay. That'll that that book that I had will tell you. Like, like for instance, like my my buddy who I went with to these to these trails, it'll literally tell you like, like grueling, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Or oh yeah, easy. and I do want to stress. Or. <laughs> I do want to stress for any. I do want to stress for any like strenuity, like any workout, hiking, biking swimming do it with a buddy yes yeah because because i don't think i would have gone i wouldn't i don't think i would have pushed myself as far as i did if it wasn't for my boyfriend sure yeah also like it's kind of like that that you know having someone there to kind of help motivate you it it also is a good idea because if something goes wrong you'll also have someone right there to help you out like mm-hmm. if 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 you get a cramp and you're like you fall off your bike scrape yourself up you've got someone there mm-hmm. who can help you with you know do first aid or right. if you suddenly find yourself exhausted you've got someone right there who can kind of sit with you make mm-hmm. sure you're okay and, and and eventually just kind of walk back with you make sure you don't fall down or get lost or disoriented yeah. and there's also yeah I always stress this, especially for people who do it by themselves. Like, I'll sometimes go to a hike, to, to a hiking trail by myself. You know, Angela knows this. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't need much motivation <laughs> to do a lot of this stuff because, you know, it's, first of all, I'm, I'm, I like, I like nature and I like being in the woods and I like, you know, being in, in those kind of environments. Um, and I like, I like listening to books while I while I hike, and it's sort of that's sort of been like my you know like 
you know, like my my sort of my happy place outside the home, <laughs> you know. Um, but if you are gonna do it by yourself, I stress please, especially if you're out like in the middle of nowhere, and there are like spots where your cellular phone won't work. Get mm, a yeah. Garmin GPS, one of those emergency devices. You can get them at like an REI. You can get them at like okay. a like a like a Dick Sporting Goods or whatever. And it's just one of those things where where if you are in trouble in the middle of nowhere, or you find yourself like like um, crazy, you know, like just crazy lost or whatever, right? And you need that help. There's an SOS button on it, and it just just goes through this like chain reaction where someone will find you. Oh, and okay. Yeah. Um, also, like if if you're going on trails alone, make sure someone knows you're going. Yeah. Like I will. I would never go on like one of those like like wilderness trails where you know like the. The PCT, you know, like the Pacific Coast Trails or the John Muir or even here in our neck of the woods, the Superior Hiking Trail. Um, I wouldn't go to one of those by myself because it's not very controlled. It's not like going to a state park, you know, like the day, right. the day yeah. hike. Because you're bound to run into someone. You're bound to run into a ranger. You're bound to run into whatever. And they're not that long. Like the longest one, I think, in the state park system here is like six miles. So... It's it's a good place to start, but if you are going to go out to, like, you know, like these bigger trails, carry one of those around just just in case. You know, you don't want to be... There's too many horror stories. Even a dude wrote a book. He got lost in, like, in the middle of Utah and had to cut off his hand type thing. Let's not be oh, like no. that. <laughs> yeah, let's not be like that. So... Um, remember, cellular phones need cellular towers to work, and if you have no cellular towers to work, it's not going to work. So, <laughs> yeah. And another thing, another thing about the buddy system is that if you're a, if you're a stubborn one like me, like I want to push myself, yep, like to the point where I would literally like break myself or hurt myself. Mm-hmm. So when someone's there and they note that you are, you're probably like breathing way too heavily than you should have, mm -hmm. then they would tell you to stop. <laughs> yeah. And that's really easy to do, I think, especially if you're not used to it. You know? Yeah. Like if anybody has like a smartwatch now. Oh, yeah. It'll tell you if you're like going over that line. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if any of our listeners have any other app suggestions for biking noobs like me, they're yeah. free to drop drop a line. Or yeah. Pam would like to hear about it. Uh, yeah. at, let's see, the email is dungeondiners at gmail.com. Dungeondiners at gmail.com. I'm starting to put them in the show notes, so just in case you guys want to email us. All right, Angela, what yeah. are you? What have you been up to? <laughs> okay. So I watch a lot of weird videos on YouTube and TikTok, and one of one of the things that I keep finding on my on my uh, feeds now is archaeology videos because I'm a nerd. <laughs> oh my goodness! 
the world of archaeology has had some crazy things going on. Okay, so you know how um, for the longest time it was believed that hunter-gatherer hunter societies, yep. like the early human societies, sure. it was generally the men that did the hunting and the women that did the gathering, right? Like they, they did the kind of farming and collecting the vegetables and all that. Archaeologists are having to re-examine all those ancient skeletons yeah. and all those past digs of these ancient cultures because they are discovering that that assumption was completely wrong. Yeah. They're finding ah. that um, at least it, it was at least 50-50 split on who did the hunting. Mm-hmm. The men were more likely to try to go hunting on their own, and the women were more likely to go hunting in groups. And as it's turning out, the groups that went hunting were more successful than the individuals that went out hunting. That makes a lot more That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? yeah. But it's just like what Belloc said in Raiders of Lost Ark. Archaeology isn't an exact science, <laughs> you know. You have to be willing to admit that you know that it, could be wrong. There's there's also um, a range of Spanish history, like ancient ancient history in Spain, that they're having to reexamine because you know, they were assuming that like the nobility the the ancient graves that were clearly nobility leadership and that sort of stuff they re-examined one of them because it's like well we can't exactly tell what the skeleton is and they looked at it and they found that the skeleton was feminine mm-hmm. and so they're looking at all mm-hmm. those skeletons all over again yeah. and they're discovering that basically all those skeletons that they thought were men are were actually female skeletons that doesn't surprise me one bit because it's so yeah because it's all archaeology you know it's such a western thing you know it has these like permanent like these these biases of yeah of western cultures that of course it's male because Mm -hmm. they were the nobles and blah 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 you know and then pre-columbian even shows that that women were more were 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 like tribal like chiefs you know and mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah is it's also kind of funny like they're like some of the skeletons they had a hard time they had a hard time uh determining because you know skeletons occasionally get broken or 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 parts of it go missing for various reasons throughout the ages yeah. so they have developed a a more accurate way of determining the the birth gender of a skeleton and mm. it's they're not using dna they are not using dna for these tests they're not looking at the pelvic bones they're looking at the tooth enamel mm. oh interesting that's they, interesting they have okay. found something in the tooth enamel that can that can more definitively say if a skeleton was 
masculine or feminine. Hmm. That's interesting. I kind of want to know what is it with the tooth enamel because it, it, there's there's a molecule that that I guess is like if it shows up in different quantities in the in the different ones. Um, and by that, yeah. they're also finding that they are finding that like uh, some of the ancient skeletons that like, they were looking at, like they they were finding that. Um, oh, what was it? There's there's a couple that was buried together in in some place. It's a very very famous pair of skeletons where it's like they. They are in the grave together, and it looks like they're they're basically sharing a kiss. Oh. And they have found that both those skeletons were male. Oh. They are finding a lot more. I, I'm I'm not going to to say one way or the other how I feel about all that, just because it's like it, there are a lot of people who are feel very strongly one way or the other, and. As I don't want to go into the politics of this, or I and I don't want to offend friends of mine, it <laughs> is it is very sticky. <laughs> but I do find it fascinating that they are finding a lot more blur in yeah. the traditional gender roles in ancient societies yeah. than they than archaeologists have ever imagined there to be. Yeah. Oh, that's Again, really interesting. Archaeology is a Western has a Western eye and you uh, know and so it's... yeah, so yeah, there's there's a lot of archaeologists like that they are starting to realize yeah. how biased past archaeology has been. Oh, so there are a so. lot of it, there's a lot of stuff getting re examined. So, it's so like I you know, like it's just one of those like studies, and I like archaeology. You know, I like I like like watching like history documentaries, like actual history documentaries. I'm looking at you, History Channel. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those things where where you know people are fighting about who's right and who's wrong, and if you're not part of like the society, then you must be wrong because obviously you're less intelligent than we are. Therefore, you must be wrong, even though there's like a lot of evidence to the contrary. And, you know, yeah. it's yeah. it's but, so sad. <laughs> yeah, but I, I do find it I do find it fascinating when arche when yeah. academia gets turned on its head because they discovered that. Yeah, they discovered that they have a bias. Oh, yeah. I love it when our academia discovers they have a bias. Did I say it was aliens? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's enough for me. Like, like I said, I've I've just been finding that stuff yeah. popping up. There's there have been so many there's, fascinating discoveries. There's a great um, show. You I, you watched a little bit of this, but it talks about pre-Columbian America, and it was so fascinating mm. to me that that women played major major roles in tribes in North America in the pre-Columbian where they were sometimes more respected than the men were. They would refer to the women mm -hmm. for wisdom. <laughs> you know? And some of, yeah. some of those like whatever they say goes kind of thing. And 
you never really see that like you know talked about you know it was kind of hard i want i always wanted to learn about like pre-columbian america and it's it's one of them actually said that it's it's such a like it's much more of a new thing than people realize it's not like western society they talk about like you know like ancient greece or ancient or mesopotamia or something like that you know they're just beginning to realize through writings and stuff like that from different tribes how things were in in the pre-columbian age and i think that to me is fascinating because because when they actually talk about these things you never realize that you don't really realize that you know all Native Americans actually do have a huge history, <laughs> you know, and it, yeah, it's which is it's it's sad that that's got you know silenced for so long. But I'm I'm glad that I'm glad that more of the history is getting discovered and, yeah. and brought to light. It's cool. I like Anyways, arche- I yes. like arche- archaeology. I can. Why can I not say that word tonight? Okay, it's, it's like an arcana. It's like an arcana check. Arche- Archaeology. 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 History check. History check. <laughs> Make a talking check. <laughs> I can talk. My mama learned me how to spoke. Roll. Roll. She rolled a one. <laughs> anyway. It's like, ah, let's go meet at the booey. Booey. <laughs> anyway. Come here, baby. Moving on. Meow. Sorry. In joke. <laughs> Anyway, so, Edwin, I see a note here about Baldur's Gate 3. What is this about Baldur's Gate 3? That is the purpose Oops. of this meeting, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> for a nationwide campaign by you to demand by law such compulsory education. Okay, so I was reading, I have this bookmarked in my in my phone, and I just transferred it here to our journals. So, there is some, if, if Angela chooses to play... Baldur's Gate 3, which I have a feeling that she will, she will probably, and I already can predict this, she will hyper-focus on character creation. Mm, character <laughs> <Because> creation. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my. Because, um, according to Kotaku, right, Baldur's Gate 3 aims for RGP, RG, RPG fans' ultimate character creator. And, and has just brought this up on the screen that we're looking at. And let me tell you something. Uh, Pam can't see it. Sorry. <laughs> I can't see it. It's okay. Yeah, this is not really good, good radio. I can pull um, it up. I can pull it up. But it's pretty dense. Like, I can see, like, because you have, you're gonna pick your 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 race or whatever your your lineage, your lineage, and then you're gonna pick your class and you're gonna pick your your you know all this other stuff and between that and how they look, what color eyes, it's gonna make Sims three or Sims four look like you're just picking. Do I want to play male or do I want to play female? <laughs> you know, it's it's like look at that. You can pick. 
you know, oh eye color. You can pick makeup. You can pick hair, hair color, body art. Just a smattering of things. Oh, my. And I can already see Angela, like... Spending like six, yeah, six hours just trying to create her character, even before she starts. I could, I, <laughs> yeah, that, that is not an impossibility. Yes. Oh my, that's pretty though. It looks pretty. It looks really pretty. And I think Angela's computer can actually run. Anyways, um, he... the other thing about Baldur's Gate 3, and I didn't put this on the show notes, but according to Enemy. Um, enemy.com nme.com Baldur's Gate 3 boasts 17,000 possible endings really? yes holy cow so this is going to be huge um, oh my so any of you who are big like gamer fans and you play Dungeons and Dragons and all that jazz um, remember, don't, you know, play, if you want to play Baldur's Gate 3, play Baldur's Gate 3, but, you know, remember, you're probably in a campaign, so. <laughs> hey, does it have a release date on it yet? I'm not quite sure if the, what the release date is, actually. I think that it's in, it's in beta already, like, you can get it. So. Let me see if I can find... This looks like something that you would need you would need like a like a gaming computer to run. August third, twenty twenty three. Coming up. Was it two weeks? <laughs> something like that. Something oh. like that. I may have to take vacation time just to play it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anyways, thought I'd let you guys know. Well, I wish I could it's coming I don't up. have a game gaming computer. This makes me sad. Anyway. Coming up. Save your monies. All right. <laughs> so that's all I got for that. Just thought I'd let you guys thought I'd let you guys know. I read that, and I just thought of thought of thought of uh, my lovely wife here, Angela, <laughs> hyper focusing on this game. So <laughs> I will never see her again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so well, that's yes. a that's the thing about like most RPG games. Like you could tell, like you could tell who the artists are when they spend like majority of the time just yes. creating the character, <laughs> their yes. character. Yeah. Oh no, yes. no, that's the wrong type of purple. I just remember Angela playing Sims Three, and then she just couldn't get past character creation. Yeah, I, I, I went, <laughs> I went, went to log in, or I went to my computer to play for a little while, and you came and checked on me, like an hour later, and I was still working on building my character. <laughs> Usually I'm pretty fast at building my character because I just I want to go directly to gameplay. So just just to be fair, I mean this is a character that you are playing for the rest of the game, however long that is. So yeah, you you want to make your character count. Unless you want to start you over. Want to make them look good. Unless you want to start over again, because I know several people's like eh, I don't like my character. I'm going to start over again. <laughs> so. It happens. It happens. <laughs> I know people are so too wonky. I know some people at my work who who will who will do that like five times over before they're happy with their character. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Anyways. to Baldur's Gate 3. Yep. Uh, August 3rd. And I will... Um, I will likely disappear from existence for a little while. <laughs> it's Just a good... creating a character. Yeah. Well, we will... <laughs> we will definitely hear the adventures of... Angela's character creations in future episodes. Oh, trust me, I will be observing and seeing what happens. So, because eventually I'll have to like actually go into her, into her uh, room and feed her at some point. So, oh yes, thank you, Edwin, yes. for making sure she's make sure I stay hydrated in stay bed. Hi- stay hydrated. Make sure she's actually going to bed on time and reminding her she has to work. Re- reminding me that. Sleep is a thing that people do. It, it is a thing that people do, and a thing that is actually needed. Yes, it is not optional. No, it's not optional. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I got one more thing to talk about. I know you've got one more thing to talk about. You want to go on your rant? Sure. Is that really a thing? Wait. Hey, what you mean by that? Is that your rant? It is, it is for this one, because I wonder why this is a thing, actually. Okay. Here we go. Ready, set, go. Why are stores selling, looking exactly the same way, and they're trying to... They are, they are marketing themselves as a completely different thing. For instance, I went into a Sierra. Okay. We, Angela okay. and I went to a Sierra. And I don't know if Sierra is like a national thing, but Sierra is actually owned by TJ Maxx. They're owned by... Uh-oh. Aha. I told you. I told you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. There you go. Mic problems. Okay. They're owned by TJ Maxx. They're owned by Home Goods and a bunch of other things. It's like a conglomerate of stores, right? They're starting to okay. look the same. But different branding. Sierra is touted as like an alternative to REI, you know, and they sell like camping gear and a bunch of different things that you would use for camping. They sell like like um, hiking outdoor activities in general, hiking backpacks, camping gear, tents, that sort of thing. Pretty much things that you would find on a, in an REI. But if you go further into the store, you find dog treats dog toys and pet canned beds. goods pet beds and what else did we see like uh, even the clothing kind of looks like the racks of like tj maxx but there was also um <laughs> like home decor home decor now this is supposed to be a outdoor goods store right like rei but it looks like Part of it is home goods. Part of it is TJ Maxx. Part of it is something else. And but it's a they're they're branding it in such a way that you know even I, a person who is keen to the outdoors, keen to camping and hiking, went in there just to check it out and came out like, what did I just look what at? I just look at? <laughs> is that a thing now? Like stores are doing like is that a, like a um, like if I go into like. Macy's or something, I'm going to start seeing like a section there that looks like I don't know, like Marshall's or (laughs) something. I don't know. Like, I kind of, I'm so confused in some of these stores now. 
This kind of reminds me when, um, back when I worked in JCPenney. And, of course, JCPenney's competitor was, at the time, what, Sears? Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Um, I, I distinctly remember that, you know, JCPenney was your standard department store, which is basically clothes and home goods, maybe a little decor, vacuums, maybe. <laughs> but then yeah. it got, it felt weird when they introduced other things like mattresses. Like Kohl's is doing this for a while, weren't they? I don't remember Kohl's selling mattresses. I know they were selling. I remember going to a Kohl's one time and they were selling dishwashers and <laughs> other appliances and other appliances and stuff like that. Like, did I just? Yeah, Sears used to sell appliances. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I think, like, wasn't it a time when J.C. Penney started? Uh... Selling appliances too. Probably. Yeah, I, I think they were trying to get into it, but it wasn't doing well, so they just. I think they stopped that plot. It's. I feel yeah. like. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I could see, like, okay, like JCPenney's and, you know, because yeah, right, that's because one that's brand. rivalry. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I went in. When I went into a Sierra, I was expecting, like, going to, like, a Gander Mountain or something, you know, or, like, going into a. Like like an like a like a non co-opy version of REI, but it wasn't even like that. <laughs> like Well I remember going into Shield for the first time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At the mall that's close to me. I was expecting just uh just hundred percent camping gear, camping like outerwear. Yep. It was there was way too much room just for that. There was there was a restaurant apparently, what small cafe mm -hmm. that also sold like candy, a heck of a lot of candy. Yep. Um, there is a department for toys. There was also you know places for like dog crates, beds, so treats, toys, all that stuff. There was even a sporting sports section. Whereas, like, if you want your sports jersey, get them here. So they're, like, they're okay. Basically, missed. They're basically missing like the gardening section and the lumber section. They could be pretty much competing with oh, Fleet yeah. Farm yeah. at this point. And then there's also like sports. There was even like a mini bowling alley or whatever. What? There's a Ferris wheel. I need there's to go a to a Shields. <laughs> I'm so curious Oh, it was all out. I understand that they had a huge space for all this, but yeah. I'm like, so you come, here, so you come here, and then you just forget why you're there. ADHD trap. Is that? <clears throat> yeah. And what I've heard about I'm Shields, thinking... it's like it's a man's store. Like I remember, like some of the vendors I went, who came from like out out of town, you know, and my and they would come to my work to do whatever. Right, and some of them would go stop by Shields over in Ian Prairie because our office was very close to that, and it seemed like, like it was like, it was just guys, <laughs> you know, like these like um, 
I'm going to go out hunting tomorrow and whatever. So I had like this picture like it was a Gander so, Mountain. So to answer your rant, Edwin, in regards to why why does one store try to just try to like sell stuff that, you know, Shouldn't isn't <laughs> geared towards their targeted audience? Um, online shopping. Yeah. I can see that, right? That's, that's the only way because... A lot of stores at malls are closing because they just can't compete with like the likes of Amazon and uh, yeah. Alibaba and all these other ones. I I can see that. I I think I think that's only part of it, but I think part of it is also like, hey, maybe we can get them to like. I I really think a lot impulse of it shop? is yeah impulse shop. I really think yeah. a lot of it is is ADHD trap. It's like, hey, you're in here already. You like this stuff too, don't you? It was almost Come like have a look. I felt like it was almost like when we went into that store. I felt like they didn't know what they wanted to be. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, they really wanted to be a you know like an outdoorsy place, but yeah. Well, also the the other part of your of your uh uh dismay about it, um, how it was looking like a TJ Maxx or Home Goods. Or all that, you know how it was. You were saying that it looks like the other stores. Yeah. Uh, that is a thing that um, companies with multiple brands try to do. Like back when I worked for Claire's, I would encourage people to not shop at Claire's. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> back when I worked at Claire's, they also had a another brand called the Icing, which was geared yeah. towards the you older, know, the older yeah. demographic. Yeah, slightly older demographic, mm-hmm. you know, the teenagers, the young adults, <clears throat> you know, kind of a different target audience. But the vast majority of their branding was, like, they used the same fonts, they used the same fixtures, they used the same kind of basic layout. They used very similar signings. They had a look, and that was kind of... And that part is more to unify the brands. Yeah. Uh, and kind of the brands underneath their main corporation. So that's part of it. It's like they're trying to unify everything. I don't, I Which, feel like that's not mm-hmm. a good idea. But uh, yeah, it's like you imagine like, you know, like what was what's the big restaurant conglomerate here that owns like Red Lobster, Olive Garden. Um, crap. A bunch of other ones, you know? You imagine, like... Because they call, like, are on the same, like, umbrella company. Olive Garden looks like Red Lobster. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they... Like, Red Lobster definitely has a theme. Olive Garden has yeah. a theme. And, like... Like, yeah. Brands like that and, and umbrella companies that have multiple brands with multiple themes. Like, yeah, it's it's smart of them to have a more targeted theme for their branding because yeah. um, they know what they want they know what they yeah. are and, you know but i think i think with like other other ones like if there's if it's like claire's where they they've got a specific thing that they're marketing yeah. then yeah it makes sense to just have minor differences in the marketing materials and signage just because it's like it's it's more hey you're younger siblings go here you come here it's or, almost like it, 
it sounds like it's almost like they're like the car company model, you know, where they take one car like model and then they put it to different places of their brands. Like, you know, because it's like a GM car, they'll put it to Cadillac because it's more of the fancier version, but it's exactly the same car except for differences. But see, I I think what the TJ Maxx group uh, is... I don't know what the, the the parent company is called, but that that basic group of stores and and companies and chains and all that, I'm is is almost like they're trying to hit a happy medium between unique themes and unified appearance, and yeah. they're just not hitting they're, it. They're they're, hitting they're, it. they're, they're leaning, <laughs> yeah. they end up leaning way too hard into the unified themes. Yeah. But I think that's basically where it is. It's like they're they're not quite. They're not there yet. Yeah, they're they're not, <laughs> they're quite, not there yet. Yeah, they're they're still yeah. discovering that balance and yeah. There's some people who like walking into one and seeing that. Oh yeah, this looks just like this other brand that I like. Great. There's some people who like that and. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. I I think part of it is also it makes it a lot cheaper. It could be. And it is. Sierra is yeah. a lot cheaper than, than REI, right? Yeah. But they're two different... I mean, they're two different markets, essentially, right? But they're trying to compete in the same... Sort of in the same space, but two different markets? I don't know. But it's like... You know, everybody knows, like, you go to an REI, right? They have a standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, every this is like every other co-op, right? I work at a co-op. We have, a, like, a really strict standard, right? In yeah. what we what we we sell it's the same thing with rei like they're not gonna sell you crap right right but i feel like yeah i mean it's i can't do i can't just can't do it like i was having such a tough time like (laughs) i was a little i was a little like i just felt like like weird yeah But anyways, a little overwhelming. A little bit. I don't know. I'm sure I'll probably stop mm-hmm. in there again. It, like, but it was disconcerting and unsettling. It was unsettling. Yeah. Right. Anyways, let's move on. But hey, if you have any comments, if I think of like I'm just like completely dumb and can't, you know, don't I, you know, like, <laughs> you know, explain it to me even more. Go ahead, uh, dungeondiners at gmail.com because Wait. I honestly, yeah, specifically businessy people yeah if, businessy people I'm sh- you, yeah if you could help us understand that we, we'd be yeah. grateful for that actually i'm sure there's a there's studies studies show that this kind of thing works i'm sure there's something like that but yeah we, none of us are <laughs> business people so yeah. at this point we're just audience that's confused yeah, yeah. anyways let's keep going <laughs> yeah let's <laughs> let's talk about our our last uh, dinner check oh hold on hold on uh but regardless of the style or type of restaurant, they all have one thing in common, and that is the serving of food. It's still fresh, but I'll take only what I need. They've got to last. Okay. We went to Nacho's Mexican Grill in Hopkins. Yes. And my goodness. <laughs> I, I did have my notebook handy. I love my notebook now. Who wants to go first? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, where do we even start? Um, Pam, you you got there first, and you you ordered 
um, an appetizer when you got there. Yes, I ordered the nachos. Um, I believe uh, there were like three different uh, dipping sauces. Yeah, I One see. One was the queso. Yeah, I the see. The other was like a, a green salsa. Salsa verde type of stuff, yeah. Salsa verde? Yep. And then the other was, I think, their uh, guacamole. Yeah, I that's, think, that's right? what I've got in my notes. Yep, the queso, salsa verde, and guac. Yep, and uh, I mean it's nachos. Um, it's pretty a good starter for any, you know, Mexican outing. Yep. Um, I I, I really I was liked a... their queso <laughs> the best. Yeah, the queso was good. One of those things that you want to pour on everything. I think you guys. <laughs> I think you guys had some. Too, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, you shared with us, that. and yeah, I I agree that the queso was really good. I I really did want to put that stuff on everything. <laughs> it's like it's a Frank's good. Red Hot. That's your Frank's Red Hot right there. <laughs> oh, kind of. Um, yep, and their and their chips are their own, which is good. Good amount of salt, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the those were some really good uh, house chips. Um, really crunchy really fresh they were very sharp also they cut them very nicely (laughs) yeah 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 very pointy but yeah they were they were good um and then you you also got the chicken tinga burrito i didn't yeah so i didn't they they offer you the type of food you want like tacos burrito enchilada yada 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 and they offer like different like filling or different proteins mm-hmm. i didn't know what ching- chicken tinga was i'd never heard of it before so i decided to try that um i wasn't sure on size when we got there like i don't know how big their burritos were i didn't know how big their tacos were so I just thought that if I just ordered one, I should it should be okay. Plus, uh, we had nachos on top of it. I am glad that I o- only ordered one burrito because it uh, it 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 was massive. It was it was huge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I couldn't I couldn't finish it. I I think I ate like half of it and had to take it home. And yeah. But it was it was really filling. I mean, it was inside of it. It was the chicken tinga, which I think it was perfectly spiced. I think I, I I wouldn't say it's spicy, but it had enough flavor to it that I really liked. And I've got a note here that I, I you commented. It, it had it did have a nice kick without being overwhelming. Yes, yes, and I do like that and. Um, and I think they also had had it served with the, ver uh, the verde sauce. I yeah, think. but it tasted fine by itself. Um, it, the rice in it wasn't too dry. Um, the tortilla itself was warm and right amount of chewy to it. I, I liked it. I liked it. 
Excellent. Uh, see, I got the quesadilla with the asada. Uh, personally, I, I liked that a lot. Uh, and I also got a chicken tamale. Um, I did find that the chicken tamale did need the sauce in it. Uh, but tamales mm -hmm. are kind of like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, the the things that I got, they were they did have really good flavors, uh, really good textures, and I I just I enjoyed pretty much every bite. <laughs> um. Then Edwin, you got the. Chorizo sopas. Sopas? Sopas? Yeah. And, and and mixed meat fajita. Yeah, so chorizo sopas, uh, it was it was fine. You know, it was a little salty. I got the chorizo variety, but it was a little salty. And it was fine. I mean, I've never really had sopa before, so that was that was interesting. Um the mixed fajita and here's the thing. The food there are huge. There was a lot of food. There was and I could food. not finish the mi the mixed fajita, which, by the way, I would say stick to a meat, <laughs> <laughs> to a single meat, uh, just because it kind of got over overwhelming when it came to the taste with a, mm -hmm. with a mixed fajita meat. So I would just, like, pick chicken, pork, trees, whatever, right? Um, I think they also had, like, shrimp in there, too. I think I did um, see shrimp in your yeah, fajita. Yeah, there was shrimp in there, and then so pick a. I would say just pick one, and and you're good to go. Um, just because some of the taste profile sort of like mishmashed a little bit with it. So just too much going on. Yeah, so I would say just pick one. Um, again, a lot of food. It was just a lot of food, and. They do serve like like Doritos and stuff like that too there, which was was quite nice to see. And yeah, they that also had like they had like Doritos. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna mispronounce it. Doritos. Uh, yeah, I say Doritos. I'm sure that's wrong. It is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um. They also have they have flan there too, which I didn't try because I was just way too full. Maybe next time. Um. I, I want yeah I wanted to try that, but I'm like, Oof, I'm full. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. And then uh, Matt came with us, and he got the the chicken tamale and the chicken taco, which he seemed to very much enjoy. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the taco <laughs> they were small; they were on the small side. The tacos were, mm -hmm. but I think the other two things that the other things that he got, like I think he complained on. Oh, which which one was the one that was kind of like an open? Like an open sandwich kind of thing. Was that a sopa? I think it was the sopas. Yeah, sopas. Because it was open face for me. It was open face yeah. for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I see that he got yeah. a chicken tinga sopas. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think he said that it was the chicken itself was good. Yeah. But... Oh, the thing on the bottom? Too, like... It was hard to cut. Yeah, it's like a soggy bottom. Yeah, it was hard to cut. I remember that. Like, it was kind of like... was I think I went through two, two, two knives or two forks or something. Yeah, you, bro you broke I your I broke a bunch of, yeah, because they were just so <laughs> hard to, like, cut. I didn't actually know how to eat it, because I never had it before. And yeah, yeah right. he, he didn't have any more forks. Yeah, it just kept breaking. <laughs> it's like, 
So, yeah, that was a thing. I didn't know if I was supposed to pick it up and eat it, you know? Um, it, it may be one of those things that's supposed to be picked up. We'll have to look into how those are supposed to be eaten. When I eat an open face sandwich, I use a fork and, sp- <laughs> fork and knife. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, I think we we talked it about we talked about it immediately after to kind of give it a reading, and I think we agreed that it was a solid fifteen. Uh, does yeah, that, s- that sounded right. Something yeah. like that. I probably either went to a thirteen or a yeah, fourteen. I, something like that. It was okay. Yeah, it it was it was generally agreed that yes, if we're in the area, it would be a good place to stop if we were hungry for especially Mexican food. Yeah. Uh. But we also agreed that this it wasn't a place that we would like go an hour out of our way, way for. Way for it? No. So it's like if it was if we're already there, yeah. it's a good place to stop. It was fine. It was yeah. absolutely fine. It was it'd be like, hey, this is a good place for lunch. I'll go. Fine. <clears throat> I mean, but, but the atmosphere was very. It was a very colorful vibe. To yeah, it. especially that panda like, painting. There was like. <laughs> Yes, there was there was very colorful artwork on the on the walls. Even the furniture, I think, was yeah. was colorful. Yeah, but like, I but yeah, I agree. If I were if I wanting Mexican food, will I, you know, drive down to, to Hopkins. Hopkins Main Street for this? Mm, not really. I mean, it's probably not. If I worked in Hopkins, I'd probably go. You know, like probably frequently too. Yeah, it was good, but it's just it. It's it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you it's, know, it's it's, it's something that you you would definitely like to eat again, but not something that you go, out go way, way out of your way for. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah, it's not that, like me going uh, to Manila yeah, if, Manila Walk or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but if yeah, if any if any of the listeners you know happen to be in Hopkins, and you're craving yeah. some Mexican food, it's a good place that to is go. A great spot for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good place to go, and for you music people out there. Mill City is just down the street. Oh, yeah. So, and that, I, I didn't realize how, how big that place was, but and there's a lot. Anybody who's into vinyl, they can find some really good cheap vinyl there, so. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. so we, rolled our, we rolled our next dinner check. Yes. And Edwin, what did we land on? So, we landed on... Crap, where did my list go? Oh my gosh. Oh, there it is. Okay, <laughs> so we landed on number sixty-one. Uh, so I rolled a sixty-one and a D one hundred, and on the list it states that Himalayan restaurant in Minneapolis on East Lake Street is our next stop. And I think I've been here before a long time ago, but I'm not quite sure. So Himalayan so, Himalayan restaurant. So I'm guessing it's Himalayan food. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know the um, you know Mount Everest type place. <laughs> so Himalayan Tibetan yes. that kind of region. Yes. Right. Which I I like. There's another restaurant in Hopkins I like that's that. That's yeah, Tibet, the same. Tibet Corner. That, yeah, that yeah. place is good. Oh, that one is so good. Yeah. So I, we we all we're already biased. I think that's the reason I it's not I on put, the list. <laughs> I think I put it on this. I think I put it on this list a long time ago, like pre-COVID, when you know, when uh, City Pages, you know, rest in peace, City Pages. I miss you. <laughs> um, had their restaurant reviews on there, mm-hmm. and yeah. I, this is I think is where I got it from. Himalayan in, Himalayan restaurant. 
it has survived, which is a good sign. Yes. But yeah, so we'll be checking that one out for the next episode. I'm looking forward to it. I'm already hungry. There you go. <laughs> and I think that's it. Yeah, I, th I think that's it for us this time. Um, again, thanks everybody for joining us today for episode 79. Uh, my name is Angela. You can find me on the Twitterverse at Pleasant Doom. My name is Pam. You could also find me on Twitter at PandacatDragonBot. You could also find me on Instagram at PandacatDragon. And you can find me on Instagram at DIY Edwin. And you can also probably find me on Mastodon, which I don't remember what my handle was. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. Um, and then I'm trying to get on Blue Sky. Anybody who has a Blue Sky um, code? Edwin would like an invite. Can I get an invite, please? Thank you. Um, so, Blue, um, I'm trying to get on Blue Sky. Um, I heard that's a good place alternative from Twitter. Um, anyways, you can... You can find me at least on on DIY Ed, which I've been posting quite a bit. Um, so, yeah. You can also email us at uh, dungeondiners at gmail.com, or you can look us up on our Facebook page, that still exists, um, at our page's Legend Creators. Yes. Um, we, yeah, so comment, like, and subscribe. Uh, we are all on the... Uh, <laughs> on all the... Uh, um, podcast directories out there. Um, so, and tell your friends if you enjoy what you're listening to. Please uh, tell your friends and have them like, subscribe, or comment. And if you have commented, please subscribe or like. Edwin is channeling his inner James May. Yes. Anyway, thanks again, everybody, for listening to Dungeons Diner. Dining? <laughs> what was that? Sorry, uh, dining. Sorry. And dorks. Bye. Bye.